0: Larry 21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to Connect the Conspiracy with your host, Larry Leese. Join him as he dives into some of the biggest conspiracies in history and attempts to separate fact from fiction. Welcome to Connect the Conspiracy. I'm your host, Larry Elyse. This week we dive into Princess Diana's death. Was she murdered or was the people's princess death just an accident? We'll dive in that today and get to the bottom of it. But first we'd like to thank our sponsor, for sponsoring this episode, you can check out Pondex.com, use the promo code HILARY21 for 10% off your order. And as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search Connect the Conspiracy. But now, on to Princess Diana's death. After 1998, it was theorized that there was an orchestrated criminal conspiracy surrounding the death of Diana, Princess of Wales, better known as the People's Princess. Official investigations in both Britain and France found that Diana died in a manner consistent with media reports following the fatal car crash in Paris on August 31, 1997. In 1999, a French investigation concluded that she died as the result of a crash. The French investigator Judge Hervé Stefan concluded the paparazzi were some distance from the Mercedes S280 when it crashed and were not responsible. After hearing evidence at the British inquest, a jury in 2008 returned a verdict of unlawful killing by driver Henry Paul and the paparazzi pursuing the car. The jury's verdict also stated, quote, in addition, that death of deceased was caused or contributed to by the fact that the deceased was not wearing a seatbelt and by the fact that the Mercedes struck the pillar in the Alma Tunnel rather than colliding with something else. Active in disputing the official version of the events was the British tabloid newspaper The Daily Express. An Egyptian businessman, Mohammed Al-Fayed, whose son Dodi was Diana's boyfriend at the time and also died in the crash. In 2003, Diana's butler, Paul Burl published a note that he claimed had been written by Diana in 1995, in which there were allegations that her former husband was planning a, quote, accident in Diana's car, brake failure, and serious head injury, so that he could marry again. A special Metropolitan Police Inquiry team was established in 2004. Operation Paget, headed by Commissioner John Stevens to investigate the various conspiracies, Conspiracy theories which led up to the British inquest. This investigation looked into 175 conspiracy claims that had been made by Fayed. Among the witnesses questioned was Prince Charles, who in 2005 told Stevens that he did not know about his former wife's note from 1995 and could not understand why she had these feelings. Fayed had persistently propounded what were found to be conspiracy theories, At the inquest and has repeatedly claimed that he believes his son was murdered with Diana. Now let's take a closer look at Henry Paul, shall we? Theorists have alleged that the driver of the Mercedes-Benz, Henry Paul, was in the pay of a national security service, though different versions of the allegations name the country and the security service alternately as Britain, France, or the United States. Evidence purported to support this arises mainly from money in his possession at the time of his death, and his personal wealth these allegations are covered in chapter 4 of the operation paget criminal investigation report muhammad al-fayed claims that henry paul was working for mi6 and that they set him up this inquiry found no evidence henry paul was an agent for any security service another allegation concerns the reliability liability of blood tests carried out which indicated paul had been drinking before he took controls of the car the french investigators conclusion that paul was drunk was made on the basis of analysis of blood samples, which were said to contain an alcohol level that, according to Jay's September 1997 report, was three times the French legal limit. This initial analysis was challenged by a British British pathologist hired by al Fayet. In response, French authorities carried out a third test, this time using the more medically conclusive vitreous fluid from inside the eye which confirmed the level of alcohol measured by blood and also showed Paul had been taking antidepressants. It had been claimed that the level of alcohol reported to have been found in Paul's blood was inconsistent with the sober demeanor, as captured on the CCTV of the Ritz that evening. Professor Robert Forrest, a forensic pathologist, said that an alcoholic like Paul, with a higher tolerance for alcohol, would be able to appear sober, soberer, and he actually was. The families of Doty, Fayed and Henry Paul did not accept the findings of the French investigation. It was disclosed in 2006 that Lord Stevens had met with Paul's elderly parents, telling them that their son was not drunk. Just prior to Stevens' appearance at the inquest, a source close to Stevens stated that this inconsistency could be explained as him being considerate and sensitive towards the elderly couple. An assessment Scott Baker suggested might be current. Credible in his open comments to the jury, under cross-examination at the British inquest in 2008, Stevens denied deliberately misleading Paul's parents and said that the chauffeur's condition at the time of the crash did not met, meet match excuse me the police definition of being drunk, which he said relied upon someone's physical responses. Stevens said that the available evidence suggested Paul had consumed only two. Alcoholic beverages, but this was not necessarily all that Paul had consumed, and that he was indeed under the influence of alcohol at the time of the crash. An expert cited in the report estimated that Paul had drunk the equivalent of five measures of Richard, his favorite licorice flavored French aperitif before driving. In two French tox lab tests, Paul was bound to have 12.8% carbon monoxide hemoglobin saturation which occurs when blood's iron-carrying pigment is bound with carbon monoxide instead of oxygen. Smokers normally have about 10% bound with carbon monoxide, so the results in Paul's case were not unusual. Paul had been smoking small cigarillo cigars in the hours before the crash. Another test, backed by the opponents of the official findings, show Paul had a carbon monoxide saturation of 20.7% at the time of his death. That result, if accurate, combined with the rate of dispersal of carbon monoxide from the bloodstream would have meant that Paul's blood had 40% saturation a few hours earlier, and he would scarcely have been able to function at all. In 2009, it was reported that DNA samples confirmed the blood samples with high alcohol levels were indeed from Paul. This was established by comparison with samples provided by Paul's parents, demonstrating that the blood test was that of paul and that he had three times the french legal limit of alcohol in his blood now we're going to take a closer look at a former mi6 officer by the name of richard tomlinson richard tomlinson was a former mi6 officer who was dismissed from the intelligence services and later served five months in prison for breaching the official secrets act 1989 claimed in a sworn statement to the french inquiry in may 1999 that britain's mi6 Security MI6 had been involved in the crash, suggesting that the security service had documentation which would assist Judge Stephan in his inquiry. The previous August, he had been reported by the BBC to have claimed that Paul was working for the security services and that one of Diana's bodyguards, either Trevor Rees-Jones or Kess Wingfield, was a contact for British intelligence. Tomlinson alleged that MI6 was monitoring Diana before her death told Mohamed Al-Fayed that Paul was an MI6 agent and that her death mirrored plans he saw on 92 for the assassination of then President of Serbia Slobodan Milosevic using a strobe light to blind his chauffeur. On February 13, 2008, Tomlinson told the inquest that he may have misremembered and that he had no evidence that Paul was an MI6 agent, but he had said in the previous day's court session that Paul was supplying MI6 with information. Speaking by video link from France, Tomlinson conceded that after the interval of 16 or 17 years, he could not remember specifically whether the document he had seen during '92 had in fact proposed the use of a strobe light to cause a traffic crash as a means of assassinating Milosevic. Although the use of lights for this purpose had been covered in his MI6 training, the Operation Paget Inquiry was given unprecedented accesses access to the offices of both MI5 and MI6 to investigate Tomlinson's claims. It was later revealed that the mentioned memo was a proposal written in March 1993 to assassinate another serene figure if he gained power, not Milosevic. Furthermore, the plan did not involve anything about using flashlights. Further evidence discrediting Tomlinson's claims were found in drafts of a book he was writing about his time in MI6 before he was jailed in 98 for breaching the Official Secrets Act. The draft, dating from 96, referred to the memo and contained none of the detail about a staged car crash with flashlights in a tunnel. The inquest was later told by an anonymous MI6 manager that MI6 was not keeping any file on either the princess or Doty and that there was no plan involving them. The inquiry concluded by dismissing Tomlinson's claims as an embellishment. It went on to comment that this embellishment was largely responsible for giving rise to the theories that Diana was married, or murdered, excuse me, not married. Tomlinson was arrested by French authorities in July 2006 as part of their inquiry into the death of Diana. French police were also reported to have seized computer files and personal papers from his home in Cannes. Now we're going to take a closer look Dodi fayed one of the main motives which had been advanced for alleged murder includes suggestions diana was pregnant with Dodi fayed's child and the couple was about to get engaged the alleged dislike of the idea of a non-christian within the british royal family meant such a relationship between the mother of the future king and an egyptian muslim would not be tolerated in muhammad al-fayed's view which he repeated in court at the inquest in february 2008 Prince Philip, the Prince of Wales, Diana's sister, Lady Sarah, and numerous others were all involved in a plot to kill the princess and her son. Jeffrey Steinberg of the Executive Intelligence Review, a publication in the American London La Roche Movement, has also put forward theories that the Princess of Wales was murdered by the security services under the instructions of Prince Philip. An article in the Daily Telegraph in 1998 reporting the EIR conspiracy theories alleged earlier links between the EIR and Al-Fayed, while Francis Wayne reported the following year that Al-Fayed's spokesman had advised journalists to contact Steinberg. Al-Fayed made the assertion in television interviews that the couple were going to announce their engagement on the Monday after the crash, September 1, 1997. Operation Paget commented that an announcement of such magnitude from the Princess of Wales would have been a substantial media event of worldwide interest and would have required significant preparation. No evidence was found that any such preparation had been made. C- uh, CCTV excuse me, evidence shown at the inquest indicates that Doty left Alberto Rapasi Jewelers on August 30th with nothing more than a catalog. The store said... In 2003, that the ring had been placed on Diana's finger in a Saint-Tropez hotel while it was being resized for future collection in Paris, but later admitted to writer Martin Gregory that he had received illegal papers from Al-Fayed, a client for more than 20 years. Al-Fayed said the couple chose the ring in Monte Carlo, and Dodi had picked it up in Paris the day before he died, after it had been altered. This statement of Al-Fayed was contradicted by the statements of Claude Roulette, a shop assistant in the CCT... V footage, a CCTV recording demonstrated a ring had been selected by a Ritz hotel official. It was bought by Mohammed Al-Fayed after the couple's death. A few hours before the crash on the afternoon of August 30th, Diana's journalist friend Richard Kaye received a call on his mobile phone from Diana in which she asked about what was likely to appear in the following day's Sunday papers about her. During this call, she made no mention of, the, any, announcement, of any announcement she intended to make. More revealing was the statement given by Diana's eldest sister, Lady Sarah, who testified that in a phone conversation with Diana on Friday, August 29th, Diana spoke about Dodie Fayette in a manner that gave her sister the impression the relationship was on stony ground. Statements from other friends and confidants Diana spoke to in the week before her death, including her butler, her friend Lady Annabelle Goldsmith, and her spiritual advisor, Reader Rogers, were unanimous that she was firm about not wanting to get engaged. Or married to anyone at that point in her life a week before she died the princess had told goldsmith i need marriage like a rash on my face diana's former private secretary patrick Shepston, said to the bbc in reaction to the publication of the operation patrick report in december 2006 that her facial expression expression in cctv footage of her at the paris ritz on her final evening with Fayed. Was one she would wear when she was disgruntled with the situation however cct images released on october 6 taken just minutes before their deaths show a relaxed diana Dodi affectionately holding hands an inquiry witness was asnat khan a muslim heart surgeon of pakistani origin based in london who had a relationship with diana for two years diana had explored the possibility of marriage with him. This had been met with no opposition from the royal family, and Prince Charles had given his blessing. Khan stated that he had received some racist hate mail from members of the public because of the relationship, but had no reason to take what was said in this hate mail seriously. He also stated that he felt the relationship was not opposed by the royal family or any other branch of the British government, including the security services. Paul Burrell stated that Diana was still not over her breakup with Khan at the time of her death. It was also pointed out that Dodie and Diana had only met just under seven weeks before the crash. at all fired the in St. Tropez on July 14th, meaning there were only 47 days from their first meeting until the night of the crash. Of those days, their schedules permitted them to meet together for an absolute maximum of 35 days. From the analysis of Diana's actual movements, it is likely they had spent approximately 23 days together before the crash. John McNamara, a former senior detective at Scotland Yard, headed Al-Fayed's own investigation for five years from 1997. Cross-examined at the inquest on February 14th, he conceded that he had found no evidence of a criminal conspiracy to kill the princess or that she was engaged or pregnant at the time of her death, apart from the claims Al-Fayed had relayed to him. And now we're going to take a closer look at the potential pregnancy. Swirling around in this conspiracy. In January 2004, the form, former coroner of the Queen's household, Dr. John Burton, said in an interview with The Times that he intended a post mortem examination of the princess' body at Fulham Mortuary, where he personally examined her womb and found her not to be pregnant. In an effort to examine the assertions made by Al Fayed, the yeah. Operation Paget had scientific tests carried out on pre-transfusion blood found in the footwell of the seat in the wrecked Mercedes, the Princess of Wales, occupied at the time of the crash. This blood was found to have no trace of the HCG hormone associated with pregnancy. The inquiry also extensively interviewed friends of Diana, who were in close contact with her in the weeks leading up to her death. The evidence obtained from these witnesses was of a very sensitive nature, and most of it was not included on Operation Paget’s criminal investigation report. The library it was reported that friends said she was in her normal menstrual cycle, and there was evidence she was using contraception. Alfayed's persistence in asserting Diana was pregnant led him to get members of his staff to tell the media that on their final day together, Diana and his son visited a villa he owned in Paris to choose a room, quote, for the baby. While the couple had indeed visited the villa, the circumstances of the visit were exaggerated to say it had lasted two hours and that it was in the presence of a prominent Italian interior designer. Security guard of the villa, Reuben Merle, Felt uncomfortable lying about the matter and sold his story to the Sun, stating that the visit lasted just under 30 minutes and was not in the company of any interior designer. He provided stills from the CCTV to prove this and said he had been in the presence of Diane and Doty for the entirety of their visit, with there having been no conversation about them coming to live at the villa. He later resigned from Al Fayed's appointment and initiated an employment tribunal for constructive dismissal. After Al Fayed successfully sued him for breach of contract because of the CCT images he supplied to the Sun. Senior members of the staff made derogatory comments about morale and Trevor Reeves Jones in their statements to Operation Paget. In 2004, a Channel 4 documentary, The Diana Conspiracy, claimed that the butler at the villa, who, in a June 1998 interview with the ITV documentary, Diana, Secrets Behind the Crash, claimed to have shown the couple around with their intent being to live there was not even present at the villa on the day as he was on vacation al-fayed first claimed that the princess of Wales was pregnant at the time of her death to the daily express in may 2001. quote if it is true it is strange that he sat upon this information for three and a half years scott baker said and now we're going to take a closer look at the cctv images the absence of CCTV images showing the Mercedes' journey from the hotel to the crash site has been frequently cited as evidence of an organized conspiracy. According to the independent newspaper in 2006, there were more than 14 CCTV cameras in the Ponte Alma underpass, though none recorded footage of the fatal crash. Judge Stefan was appointed as an examining magistrate in this case on September 2, 1997. On that day, by judicial order, he tasked the brigade criminal with identifying all video and photographic images along the route taken by the Mercedes. Lieutenant Eric Gigu of the brigade criminal led the team that carried out the work, initially by retracing the route several times and drawing up a list of possible locations. His report showed that the team identified 10 locations of CCTV cameras. None of these had any images relevant to the inquiry. Since they were principally security cameras facing the entrances to buildings, most of the cameras were not maintained by the city of Paris. The owners of the buildings to which they were attached operated them privately. There was a traffic monitoring camera above the underpass in the Place de Alma itself, but this was under the control of I'm not even going to pronounce it, but the Paris Urban Traffic Unit. That department closed down at about 11pm and had no night duty staff It made no recordings. Officers in the police headquarters information and command center could continue to view the pictures shown by the traffic camera in real time, but could not control it. The subject of the CCTV cameras is dealt with in Chapter 5 of the Operation Padgett Report. It was also found that a photograph that was published in a book by David Cohen, Diana, Death of a Goddess, and captioned as having been taken just before the car entered the tunnel was in fact taken by a photographer as the car left the back of the Paris Ritz And now we're gonna look at the Controversial seatbelt issue There was some media discussion in 2006 suggesting that Diana was a faithful seatbelt user and therefore The fact that both her and Doty's seatbelts either failed or were not used was sinister and might suggest sabotage Her sister, Lady Sarah, later said that Diana, quote, was religious in putting on her seatbelt. Other sources questioned if she did, in fact, use her seatbelt all the time, as was suggested. What is certain is that she was not wearing a seatbelt, and this made things worse. We'd like to think if she had been wearing a seatbelt, we'd have been able to save her, said Professor Andre Linhart, who had reviewed the emergency services response for the French government investigation of the incident. CNN did an analysis of the of the crash in early September 1997, and concluded that inquiries would have been minor had the occupants been wearing seatbelts. The conclusions were provisional owing to limited data about the specific Mercedes model, as the limo was not sold in the U.S. Analysis of the wreckage of the car after its repatriation to England in 2005 by a forensic accident investigator from the Transport Research Laboratory of 35 years' experience. On behalf of Operation Paget, found that all the seat belts were in good working order, except for the right rear one, which was attached to the seat Diana occupied. Follow-up inquiries with French investigators found that they had declared all the seat belts operational. An examination in October 1998 suggesting the damage to the seat belt took place after the crash. The British inquest verdict explicitly stated that the lack of seat belts had caused or contributed to the deaths of both Dodi and Diana. Now, let's talk about the ride to the hospital. The first call to the emergency services switchboard was logged at 1226 AM. The SAMU ambulance carrying the princess arrived at the hospital at 206 AM. The length of the time has prompted many conspiracy related comments. The period between the crash and the arrival of the hospital takes into account the following. The time taken for emergency services to arrive time is taken by the fire service to remove Diana from the damaged car and the actual journey time from the crash site to the hospital. Police officers Sebastian Dorsey and Alino Gagladornay were the first emergency officials to arrive at the scene at around 12.30 a.m. Sergeants Xavier Garmalone and Philip Boyer are the... Separate Pompieres arrived at around 12.32 a.m. Dr. Jean-Marc Martineau, a specialist in anesthesics and intensive care treatment, and the doctor in charge of the SAMU ambulance, arrived at around 12.40 a.m. Diana was removed from the car 20 minutes later at 1 a.m. She then went into cardiac arrest. Following external cardiopulmonary resuscitation, her heart started beating again. She was moved to the ambulance at one eighteen a.m., and at 1.41, the ambulance departed the crash scene and arrived at the hospital at 2.06 AM, a journey of approximately 26 minutes. And then we're gonna look at the body's embalming. Muhammad Al-Fayed alleged that Diana's body was deliberately embalmed shortly after her death to ensure that any pregnancy test at the post-mortem would produce a false result. Operation Paget found that August 31st, 1997, excuse me, was a very hot day in Paris. Diana's body had been stored in an empty room adjacent to the emergency room where she had been treated at the hospital, as the mortuary was on the other side of the hospital grounds some distance away. Dry ice and air conditioning units were placed in the room to keep it cool, but it appeared to have little success. Diana's two sisters and Prince Charles were scheduled to view the body later that afternoon before bringing it back to the UK. President Jacques Chirac and his wife also wished to pay their respects. This meant there was very little time to prepare the body for viewing. And it was deemed unacceptable to present Diana's body to her family and the president of France in the state it was in. Faced with this situation, the hospital staff decided to press ahead with involving with only verbal authority from Madame Martin Mateil, the local superintendent of police, who assured Jean Monceau that, quote, that everything would be in order. Under French law, paperwork must be completed before undertaking the embalming of any corpse likely to be subject to a post-mortem. This paperwork was completed, but only after the embalming had been carried out, giving rise to allegations of suspicious circumstances. The allegations were made, despite there being no way the hospital staff could have known whether or not Diana was pregnant, as a pregnancy test would have been irrelevant to her post crash treatment, and accordingly was not carried out. So, was her car crash a conspiracy to murder her or not? Let us know on Twitter, CTC Podcast 1, or you can um, leave a comment on Facebook, Connect the Conspiracy. Let us know your thoughts. And as always, if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com/slash CTC podcast. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, bring in new writers. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. You have been watching Connect the Conspiracy with your host, Larry Lee. Follow us on Twitter at CTC Podcast One and on Facebook. Slash Connect the Conspiracy. You can also find us on Instagram at Connect the Conspiracy. If you like, you can support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash CTC podcast. Thank you for joining us. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with progressive could save hundreds. <laughs> Come on, man. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary.